Campers Theatre would like to present a play in one part called The Silver Twin, originally performed at um, EVE Online FanFest 2009. The Silver Twin is a play written by CCP Abraxas. It is a tale of darkness and woe, of tragicness and, 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 and realistically conveyed characters and accents. We may have modified it slightly. To, 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 to fit, I feel, the unique, wonderful, beautiful, talented people that are the Pan Scappers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and the listeners, this is our Halloween gift to you. Where in the Pan Scampers, the only horror is our acting ability. Prepared for a treat, or maybe a trick. <laughs> yes. Um, of the spaceship sends vibrations through your bodies. Three persons enter the um, the passenger part of the ship. A woman dressed in kilt, tribal tats, and a half blue war painted face with 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 dreads and everything. She is followed by a, a a woman dressed in a well-groomed suit with a bright purple bow tie. And a third person, a, a young man wearing shorts, polka dot shorts, a flowery t-shirt, sunglasses, and a bright red cape. As they sit down, a voice announces... Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to arrive at the first stargate on our journey. Please ensure you are seated and comfortable before we start our journey. There are now ten jumps until we reach the wormhole. Mm. A quiet man, dressed in a long brown robe, hooded, walks in and approaches the tribal-looking woman. Excuse me, I believe I need to find a seat. Is this one taken? Uh, no, at all. Go on. <sighs> ah, that's better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be standing about when we go through the gate. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. I've, I've always been very much in favor of you people, you know. The tribal-looking woman looks to the robed figure, pausing for a moment, a brow raised. What do you mean, you people? Well, you know, stuff. Jumping now, purrs the voice over the tannoy. There is a flash of white light as the ship is transported light through the stars in a blink of a moment. Well, you know, I am from the Empire, and you're, you know, from the Republic. And there are certain differences between our 
respective cultures. And my nation has this historic, this historical of, of as it were, um, murder, invasion, and mass slavery. Well, yes, to put it bluntly, yes. And now we're at war. Well, more so mm. than we were before. And here's two of us on a flight to a very dangerous place, indeed. So I just don't want to inconvenience anyone before we get there, especially someone like you. The tribal woman angrily stands. You think I'm going to start something, don't you? Well, n- not, not at all, but I don't want any trouble. I'm, I'm at your mercy. Why would you be at my mercy? What kind of person do you think I am? The gentleman wearing the loud and outlandish clothing tries to interrupt in vain. Um, excuse me. I mean, has it ever occurred to you that I might possibly no be some kind of barbarian? Or are we all the same in your eyes? Well, not at all. I mean, it did occur to me, because I'm a nerd, but you're not the same. Good heavens, no. The tribal woman balls her fists, jabbing a finger in the robed man's face. Then why are you acting like I'm going to stab you? Are you? Oh, God, no. I, I'm not. No, not at all. Hey, I don't know if it's occurred to you two, but I'm from the Federation, and I'm sitting beside someone from the state. He gestures to the suited woman beside him. And I can sit perfectly fine and still. The Hanoi once again sounds. Ladies and oh, gentlemen, we are approaching the next Stargate. There are now nine jumps remaining. <sighs> My nation and hers are at war right now. A vicious war. So we could be arguing, but we're not. But we're perfectly at ease with each other. There is a long pause in which the suited woman raises an eyebrow further. I mean, look at her. Typical state. Strict carrot with a faint aroma of fa- fascism. You always see in her people. We're heading into a wormhole that will transport this ship into a hideously dangerous area. And you know, and you, know you all know that this girl will not panic if something goes wrong. She won't start yelling at anyone. She's going to sit there, rigid as a pole, and stay quiet. Just like every one of her kind stays quiet. Peaceful and obedient when things go wrong. Instead of rocking the boat, the state never rocks the boat. They're quiet people who obey what they're doing, what they're told. As opposed to drugged out, undisciplined case study of group psychology that you Federation are. Well, at least we still have our freedom. And a total <laughs> lack of purpose. You mean a purpose like invading other nations? Listen! Taking over entire planets, taking over entire planets, bombing us from the sky. Oi! Jumping. Now. <clears throat> there is another brilliant flash of light, and when your eyes and mind clear, the conversation continues between the tribal woman from the Republic and her robed Imperial companion. Look, alright, I'm very sorry that I lost my temper. We're all in a very dangerous fight. We're all pretty goddamn tense. Can we please not mention the wars? Like... No talk about any of the wars. You're from Republic sitting next to an Imperial. You don't want to talk about the war? That's right. That's a bit of a reversal. Look, there's always a war, okay? Always. Everywhere. I've been <laughs> at war with these people my entire life. Even before I was born, I was at war with the Empire. 
just like you were probably set up against the state and I'd rather not be. I've got better things to do than stick a bullet in some Imperials. Well, it's funny you mention that, but bullets aren't actually stuck into people. They're shot, you know, with a gun. If I have to, I'll fucking do it. But it'll be my choice. Well, there are... There are, um... And I draw... I hesitate to draw attention to myself at this juncture. There are all sorts of choices to be made. Choices of kindness for example, or forgiveness, and empathy. And just so it's clear, I'm not my empire, just like you appear to not be your republic. Look, I just dare want people to be forced into roles and stereotypes. My nation is having a renaissance right now. There is all this amazing culture and innovation going on that some of my countrymen only want the old ways, fighting the empire, using all our resources for warfare. Sending people like me, innocent people, into practically suicidal missions to rescue slaves that may not even want to join the Republic. There is a chance to do something different for once. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now approaching our next Stargate. There are now eight jumps remaining. We're certainly not stereotypes. And I'm sorry if this offends the rest of you, but I might be from the only nation that can still be moulded and shaped in any way. The Empire is totally set in stone. Your people are totally enslaved by your own system and religion. The Federation offers everyone the freedom to do what they want. But since your people are so scattershot and indulgent, it doesn't really make much of a difference and the state has the potential to do something great, but the individual gets completely lost in the process. Well, I don't know about indulgence. You're right. Hey. You're completely right. Hey, I used to be on not indulgent. I mean about the state. We're a great nation, and we could be so much greater if we just let ourselves breathe a little. Speaking of breathing... Jumping now, yeah. The robed uh, man settles down to read a handful of religious pamphlets on the evils of role-playing games. I'm a Mind Clash player. I don't know if you guys know the game. You sit on a podium and put this headset on. Your opponent sits right across from you and he does the same. And then... The suited woman stands, her voice rising in awe of the game she describes. You fight. It's hard to describe, but your minds are linked up in this grid and you just beat the crap out of one another with the raw shape of your thoughts. That sounds pretty brutal, to be honest. Oh, it is brutal, but it's so much more than that. And not just for me personally. There may be thousands of people out there in the very same arena not to mention the millions that you're probably watching you from their home. Everyone is unified in the single pursuit of this clear and honorable goal. It's the only time that the masses of the state are in perfect tune. No matter which competitor they support, for there's one brief evening, they are all united in that purpose. It's the purest form of expression I know, and it's the, and it's the only time that I feel like a single unique individual who nonetheless serves a higher goal. 
and apparently I'm good at it too. I've won plenty of games, but well, you're not on stake now. You're on this flight with us, going through a wormhole that will throw you deep into unknown space. Why? Why? Why is that? The suited woman sits back down. Well, it's because the state is flawed. Any time you want to build something out of the strength of the masses, there will be someone who wants to take advantage of that. Mind clash, it is as it is now, is completely corrupt. You know, competition is fine. Competition is normal, even. But now it's all gambling and politics. There's no more purity in it. I mean, maybe that's normal in the Federation. Maybe you guys can deal with that? I don't know. And with that kind of pressure, people make mistakes. I nearly lost the game recently, and it could have cost my team its place in the division. So now I've been sent off to a training camp, away from my family and friends, into unknown space, where I'm supposed to learn my lesson. And if this ship were to be destroyed along the way, which my sponsors say isn't going to happen, even though they know the risks involved, then I will be a lesson to everyone back home in the state. Do what you're supposed to do and don't rock the boat. I envy Well, it should go perfectly. I don't know about that. Who, who are you? I'm a Mind Clash player. Well, there you go. You don't know who you are? I have no idea. There are a million things you can do in the Federation. A billion different people you can be. And I still haven't found who I am. So, where are you going? I need to see people who know how to make themselves into who they want to be. Oh, so you're going to a religious seminar like me. I'm going to a body modification conference. The biggest one in the cluster. What? Body modding? You know? Implants? Body sculpting? Cybernetic enhancements? Being attended by people from all over the four galaxies, mentioned. It's not entirely legal, which is why they're holding it beyond known space. As opposed to in the Federation. So you're literally going to turn yourself into someone else? Yeah, I suppose. Have you done anything so far? The tribal woman and the suited lady leaning closer. <laughs> the gentleman wearing the shorts and the cape seems uncomfortable. Well, kind of. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching the Stargate. There are now seven sexy jumps remaining. Oh, yeah. So... What have you done? Well, um... The tribal woman stands up and walks closer to the uh, gentleman in the shorts. She begins to visually inspect him. I can't see that he's done anything particularly amazing. There's no one implant in sight. Look, if you're going to all this <laughs> trouble to attend a body modifying conference, shouldn't you have something like horns growing out of your head or something? Cybernetic arms and whatever else? <laughs> Maybe it's his eyes. Can they shoot lasers? The gentleman in his shorts and cape becomes more visibly uncomfortable as the conversation continues. Hey! The suited woman peers into the, sh into the cloak wearer's ear. No, it doesn't look like there's anything in there. The troubled woman prods and pokes the short-wearing, Hawaiian-shirted-wearing bastard. Maybe he's a robot in disguise or something. But it's not a very good disguise, because I can't see a thing. I mean, look at him. 
There's absolutely nothing. I have two penises. There was a stunned silence. You could hear a penny drop, possibly even a condom. Even the robed man looks up from his religious pamphlets. Okay. The, tri- the tribal woman and the suited woman both sit down. They glance back at the short-wearing, cloak-wearing, Hawaiian shirt-wearing man, and the suited woman shifts to a chair further away. I, um, I, I have another one. And, and, and a metal one. A, a big metal one. I call it, uh, the, the silver twin. The, the, because I like silver. Jumping now. That's that's as far as I've got. The the, the man wearing the shorts hangs his head sadly. If the boy doesn't want to share, then he he shouldn't. His body is his own, and his thoughts is between him and his God. There is a long and awkward pause. Eventually. The suited woman leans forward to break the silence. So, why are you here, then? I'm attending a religious retreat on a golden planet in a large temple that is situated in the middle of a, of a great field of wheat and barley. I'll spend my days working the land along with my people. In my evenings, I will study the words of God. And his empress. And being served by slaves. The slaves will work alongside us in the fields. I will be there with them, and we will share a life. So they'll be your equals? <sighs> yes, yes, we will be equals in our love for God and one another. And are those the only slaves on the planet? Well, no. I bet you have slaves working in terrible conditions and dangerous terrain down in the mines or something equally demeaning. Well, yeah, I mean, gosh, who can have that too? How could you go to a religious retreat and find any peace of mind when you know full well you have people like that living their miserable lives on the very same planet? Ladies, and oh, you gentlemen... We're approaching the next Stargate. There are now only six jumps left. In all honesty, it's easier than being in the Empire itself when you can't go anywhere without seeing human misery that we've created. I consider myself a faithful man. I'm a man of God, my Imperial God. But the person that is me which have been faithful no matter what galactic nation I grew up in. It's in my nature, and it's my calling. I'm considerate of, of the others, but perhaps sometimes to a fault. I believe with every fiber of my being that the answers are not in the flesh, but within our squishy spirits. And I don't mean to insult you, which I actually do, but I'm sure you've done amazing things with your twin thingies I really don't want to hear about. But that's not my path to take. And I recently found myself, found myself straying from that path. I needed to clear my head and get a break away from the Imperial life. Sounds like you're doubting your faith a bit. Not the faith, just the men who follow it. Oh, 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 jumping now. Actually, yes. Faith 
Dankjewel. <coughs> Excuse me, let me get my... Um... Ah, there. There's no arguing that belief can bring a great amount of pleasure and happiness and relief into a person's life. Spirit, when it is nourished, brings you great joy like nothing else. And to me, religion is the blueprint for that nourishment. But it's also the blueprint for subjugation. It excuses tyranny, violence, and anger. And believe me when I say I, we have plenty of that in the Empire. I can make my peace. Got your retainer? It was chafing a bit. But really, I shouldn't have it out that much, so I'm going to put it back in. As I was saying, I can't make my peace. I won't hear answers from other people. That it has to come from me. Like your federation, you started looking for the truth within yourself. While you two, in your state and republic, you two are looking for it in your society from other people. I left mine behind, in case you didn't notice. You did, but your ideals are still based on a perfect state. Not on a perfect you, the individual, but a perfect nation. I think that if all the corruption was cleared up and the state worked perfectly, as it should in theory, then you'd be back there like a shot. Am I right? When the suited lady doesn't respond, the robed man continues. So, what do we got? There's me who looks for the individual in spirit. He motions across to the man wearing shorts who is currently playing with his cape. And there's you who looks to the individual in our, well, body. He next motions to the suited woman. You are disappointed in our society has strayed from its true values. And finally, the robed man turns to the lady beside him. And then there's you, who I'm sorry I judged, because you, you're disappointed with the actual true values of your society and disagree with the uh, very people who are trying to restore those values. You want to change the world around you despite the people living in it, so arguably you have the most difficult task of all. And I say this with a full respect to you, your efforts within the state and your well uh, member. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, we will soon be approaching the next climax. I mean, jump gate. I mean, stargate. There are now five jumps left. Mwah. You know what else is amazing? We're good people here. All four of us, I'm sure. I'm sure we are. Um, we want the best for ourselves, certainly, but also for our nations. And we look and, and look where we are, a long way from home, on a terribly dangerous journey. I will be hitting the wormhole soon. I'm sure the captain knows what he's doing, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fiddle my joystick. I uh, be better of uh, no come all this way just to go into a wormhole, pop out the other side, and be blown to bits by a gangy waiting pirates. There is a long pause whilst each person in turns considers this highly possible fate. What do you mean? Okay. What do you mean? You all have your reasons for going, like you said. They're all justified and honourable. You're doing good things for yourselves and your nations. But I'm not. What? 
you're going to that body modification conference? And, you know, that's as good a reason as any. It's just an excuse. Man, come on, all this way to be changed. Uh, I've come here hoping to die. <coughs> Jumping. <laughs> no. I don't feel anything. I've not felt anything for a while. I'm leaving nothing behind in the Federation except for a life that is rapidly fading away. No job that matters. No commitment. No trace of any kind except for what they have in the logs they keep. Which they keep on everybody else too, of course. I spent what I had. Or used it all up. Then I left nobody noticed. So, the body modding? The body modding is... I, I suppose. I had the faint hope, even if I know that it's um, reasonable, that it will unlock something within me. That somebody can literally reach inside of me and find a little cage and open it. And that's inside there'll be a purpose. Take away this one life and give me a new one. Sure. I don't honestly expect that to happen. But it's a nice dream. What I'm doing. What I'm really doing. Is leaving the old life behind. And if I can't do that at a convention, then I guess I'll keep moving. And if I don't need to make it to the convention, if we get blown out of the sky the moment we exit the wormhole, then I guess that's okay too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm the saddest of us all. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Like I said, you all have a purpose and you're good people. I'm not. <laughs> For those I'm leaving behind, I'm barely more than a painful memory. We're really going to die on this trip, aren't we? We're going to pass through that wormhole, and when we get to the other side, some pirate gang is going to think that we're worth raiding, and then they're going to kill us. Mathematically, it's quite possible. It's actually it's, uh, very possible. This might be the last trip we ever take. Yes. Listen... I'm not going to a training camp. I'm on this journey because I made a mistake. Like I said earlier, I nearly lost a game. So then, what was the mistake? Well, I was supposed to lose it. I took some money from these people who wanted to wanted me to throw a match, but I couldn't make myself do it. Like I said, there's a lot of corruption in the system, and I decided to move against it. That's pretty brave. No, it isn't. I should have blown the whistle on it. I should have come clean about the whole damn thing instead of just taking the money. Jill took the money? Ah, uh, yes. I did, in fact. Don't let me be sure. I completely understand this. You were paid a substantial amount to lose that game. Is that correct? Yes. And instead of doing what you were asked to do, making a formal protest or just giving the money back? I used it on this intercellular flight, and I ran. I'm meeting some people on the other side, and they're helping me bring my family over here. I didn't dare travel with them. You fear reprisals? Yes, yes, I do. And if they come after me, they won't care a bit who gets caught in the crossfire, so I'm sorry. But I don't think I'm a very good person. At least the other two are doing something good. 
you really think we might die? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a bit of trouble as well. I thought you wanted to get away from trouble and the people who cause it. Culture instead of war, you said. I, I did say that, yeah. There is a renaissance happening in the Republic, but any voice that makes any kind of sense is being outshouted by some stupid people who cling to the dead values of blood and retribution. You can't get anything done anymore without some old soldier or warmonger in hot getting in the way of it. You know, I was involved in a number of very promising projects, but these backward idiots kept on getting in my way, disrupting our work, or just cancelling it outright, saying that it wasn't right to do these things when there were slaves everywhere just waiting for freedom, and this one guy in particular just kept ruining everything we were working on. Any time we would make something good, he would just come along and have it broken into pieces. Oh, you sexy, sexy ladies and oh, gentlemen. We are now approaching the next Stargate. There are now only four jumps left. Take me now, you love stallion. Oh. And, uh, what happened? So this guy is a very old war hero. So he has a lot of respect and friends in very high places. And I thought, if we could just convince him to see my way, we could really turn things around. So I went to see him and we had an argument and I really lost my temper. Oh, jumping now. Yeah, he didn't see things my way. Not even after I started yelling at him. In fact, that made him even angrier, and he promised to use everything in his power to make sure any project I was ever involved in was ruined. And then there was a trophy in his room, some old reward for military service, because we always reward the buggers who do the most bloodshed. The trophy was heavy and sharp. It was heavy and sharp, and when the guy turned his back on me, I took the trophy and I swung it as hard as I could. Did you kill him? No, he survived. And now all his friends are after me, along with him. Uh, they have a lot of money and power and connections to some very dangerous people and they're after me. That was a very silly thing to do. I, I know. You know, with you being chased by the Mafia and you wanted by the Republic's shoulders, somebody could tattle on us all and make quite a profit. That's not funny. Oh no, you're probably right, it isn't. Hang on, what about you? Me? You said somebody could report all of us. So, what's your hidden thing? Oh, I don't think we should be discussing that short of... Please, people, are just bad their souls to us. You're gonna hold back, are you? How very pious of you. Oh, alright, I fell from... I, I, I fell from grace. My master was one of the elite of Imperial Society, and I was responsible for the uh, well-being of his slaves. 
I'll not mention his name, though he's well-known in Imperial courts. Though I will say he did mistreat his slaves viciously sometimes, so it's my job to comfort them. Oh, let me guess. We all meet God by um, different roads. Ladies and... Oh, you big, giant gentlemen. We will soon be approaching the next Stargate. And you can approach my Stargate any time. There are only three jumps remaining. So, uh, what you mean by comfort is get pregnant. Not all of them, not, not all. Just the odd one here and there, right? It just happened. It, it shouldn't have, but it did. After every time I could, I would tell myself that I would never do it again. And that it wasn't my business, and that if I was endangering myself and these poor women, if the master found out, he'd bring the abyss down on all our heads, and then, then things got complicated. So it was pregnancy? Yes. And you're sure the baby is yours? Uh, yes. All five of them. Jumping. <laughs> now. And there was no way to hide this. The, the master does some, he sometimes exercises his rights to, um... Rule. Exactly. Anyway, yes. So, it will happen on occasion that the master will get a slave pregnant, and it's really something handed discreetly, kept out of the public eye, except now half of my master's personal slaves are, uh, well, very visibly, um, with child, and people are gonna assume it was him, or that he can't trust the people from his court not to sleep with everyone they meet. Which, you know, you did. Yes, but it was only, only to comfort them and, you know, faith and stuff. And you're <laughs> definitely sure all these babies are yours? Yeah, it was a terrible insult to the master. We had to, we had to run away. I, I couldn't afford to have them all travel me, with me, so I uh, arranged to have them smuggled through a different route. And the fact that you got five slaves pregnant and then ran off with all of them... My former master is quite anxious to make an example of me. Yes, several examples of me, in fact. Uh, did I say something funny? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not at you. Oh, I might as well admit it. I'm on the run too. You can be on the run, buddy. On the run from who? Some nasty people. Drug dealers. Oh, was that working with them for a while? Well, I hope you reported them to the authorities. I did. I, I certainly did. Good. Oh, after I uh, helped myself to some of the stuff. Oh. How much did you take? Uh, oh, well. Uh, How much? About, about half a warehouse. Half a... That must have been several tons. You can't have possibly used up all those drugs. That would have killed you stone cold. Yep, yep, def definitely for warehouse. Oh no, 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 I, I sold them. I, I didn't smoke them. I didn't take them. You did? Uh, yeah, well, most of them, right? I, I have uh, one big client, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a few. But they were, they were left over, I swear. Nice. One of our friends, son of a famous politician, brought a few friends around, including a body running expert. Ah, that's where you got your um, modification. 
Yep, and I learned a very, very valuable lesson. Which was? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are approaching the next Stargate. There are only two jumps remaining. When you're so, so high that you almost feel like they're going to vibrate out of your skull. And you're so far into drugs out delirium that you don't even feel it when somebody adds another penis to your body. One that's made of metal, and by the way, so big, it's like a silver torpedo. When you come out of the haze of pain and drugs, frothing at the mouth of hormones. Yes. Just hope that the first thing you don't see is a famous politician in some with his ripe, alluring bum sticking out from under a pile of sofa cushions and knock on it. So I sold the rest of the drugs, bought a ticket for this trip, and put the rest of the money in a special fund for the guy's hospital treatment. Hospital? Yeah, they had to do some uh, reconstruction. Jumping. <coughs> now. I, on top of everything else I did, I also may have stole a data pad. That's mostly bad. And the data pad may have contained a map, and the map can it may have been containing leads to a hidden area. In the uh, hidden area is a cache with a ton of experimental weapons and a sub and the subsystems deemed top secret by the uh, Empire. Okay, that's that's pretty bad. There are gonna be a lot of people after you. Yeah, uh, excuse me for a second. The robed man gets up and walks away. <sighs> so they're after all of us. Every single one of us is being hunted by entities that are rich, powerful, and very, very angry at us. You know, I'm sure they're actively looking for us, waiting for us to do something stupid. Probably. Like jumping out of secure space with a bunch of mercenaries waiting on the other side, with us on a trip with even chances over deaths, with no investigation if something goes wrong. In fact, I wouldn't even be surprised if they had guards posted on every single gate, hoping they'd spot us when we come through. Which they can't, of course. I mean, there is no particular way they could know we were on this ship. I mean, if we were going to a regular Stargate, they could probably check the passenger manifesto, but, but no a wormhole. They, they couldn't know we were on this ship. It's the one chance we have. But, you know, if one of us were totally dishonest, they could probably sell us out, you know bargain for their own life by giving up the other three. Ladies and gentlemen, are approaching the wormhole itself. We are about to insert ourselves into the wormhole. This is our final thrust. Once we penetrate, we'll be, be in an insecure space controlled by pirate alliances. Note that while we naturally uphold our safety guarantees to the fullest possible measure 
and length and width. Anyone who has not signed an insurance waiver will not be liable for compensation to their families should any issues arise. <clears throat> we would also like to remind our passengers that the escape pods on this vessel <clears throat> should only be used in direst need. We have just had one passenger jump ship and the pod is not responding to calls as we are on the strict time schedule we will not be picking this person up and will proceed with our course into the wormhole all remaining passengers looked to where the robed man was previously sitting no it can't be Jumping now. Oh, <laughs> came. Just imagine how horrified he'll be editing this. Oh, yeah. Sober. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with me? I like to think I'm a lovable individual. You are so horrible to your girlfriend, really. I am. It's okay. I'm horrible to him. That's <laughs> okay. true. But yeah, well, thank you very much for you listening to us this, this wonderful evening. And, you know, if you're listening to us on Halloween, what the fuck are you doing listening to us on Halloween? Get the fuck out there and get drinking, you fucking nerd. But if you're listening to us on any other night, thank you very much for listening to us. And from me and the rest of the Pants Campers, come along, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> wow, Tess. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, now recording's officially off now. Make, make a groan like you're, like you're taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Side to hurt you. Uh, it's on puberty, so it's like, uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Rocky Horror Spaceship Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a sweet transvestite tannoy system from my. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the next line. My nation and hers are at war now. I'm an independent black woman. Oh, you're a black woman. <laughs> I just feel like clicking my fingers, just like... <laughs> Brain. Why? <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> I think the blooper rules can be mostly occupied by Regan. If I have to... Oh, fuck, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Regan, stop groaning. It's really distracting. <laughs> Religion. I'm drooling everywhere. Hi, guys. Listeners at home, Regan just hit puberty. <laughs> ah, I'm gonna throw chip. Don't throw, don't throw Rocky bars at me, bitch. <laughs> just uh, describe what's in your head, Danny. You know that always works for you.
my giant penis flukes through the air. Okay, not everything that's in your head. <laughs> no, I mean about shorts. <laughs> okay, okay, so Tropus, okay. Oh no, I'm breaking up again. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the rains. They oh, fall geez. from the sky. <laughs> I was about to say. It's a vein drifting down upon your shoulders. Melancholy drowning out each and every war to your terrible existence. You kind of want to slit your wrist, but you can't because this is tropis and you'll just come back as undead. <laughs> so I masturbate my malignancy all over your face. Started mating calls of role players. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, xenomorphs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck was that noise, honey? I tried to do the voice, but I couldn't. <clears throat> okay, okay. I'm Scottish. I'm really Scottish. You're Scottish normally. How is this so yeah, hard for you? Really you normal action, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, oh, I can't go no. I just can't. Just be all the scorches you can be. <laughs> you threw a cork at me. Ah, you threw a cork back at me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I cork can't. off, you two. He next motions to the suited man. Hmm? Woman. Woman. <laughs> Actually, what I've written is, he next motions to the suited man's. <laughs> <laughs> we are we, we are suited Liborg. What do you mean? You say best. Jumping now. If you need to talk after this, I'm I don't feel anything. Well, son, my mommy and daddy loves each other very much. They give each other a special hug, and sometime afterwards, a baby pops out. That's a baby, not a penis. Hands words. Triple velvet. What the fuck? You are fucked up, Just hope that the first thing you don't see is a famous politician and someone is ripe, alluring. 